What's up, legends? Welcome to my official podcast, Dave Austin Fishing. I hope you enjoy the show, which is brought to you by Eggiehead and Dave Austin Fishing Guides. David Rudder, how are you, mate? Hey, Dave, how you going? Good to talk to you again, mate. Mate, it's been a while. Um, are you in lockdown? <laughs> Mate, I'm uh, I'm in Newcastle, so I'm uh, actually not in lockdown, and um, I'm able to go fishing, no problems like that. Uh, the only thing up up here is, yeah, it was just that standard social distancing, and you just have to wear um, sort of masks around uh, everywhere, which is a, l- a little unusual in Newcastle. But yeah, everywhere you go, you've got to wear a mask in shops and like everywhere. I think we just have to get um get used to it, don't we? It's it's sort of becoming the the new norm. Yeah, it's just a it's just a really out of body experience. It's kind of like a bizarre experience, you know. Like, but anyway, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. And I just, we just got to get on with it, I guess. Eventually, I suppose we'll come out the other side. Eventually, I think we will, mate. But you're still lucky enough to be to be one of those lucky few to keep fishing. So, what have you been up to lately uh, on the fishing front? Well, uh, since I last spoke to you, which was a fair while ago. Um, the first thing I did was I got back into a uh, a lot of live baiting in the uh, in the in the Hunter River, uh, chasing dew, and um, had a lot of success doing that. Uh, as soon as I got back into it, and uh, I was on a real purple patch there for a while, and uh, I was getting a fish a trip, sometimes two a trip, and um, so that was uh, great fun. What months? What what months were you fishing? Well, I kind of got back into it. Um, I was probably fishing around December, January. February, March, and April. Uh, so I give it a good hit over a four-month period then, in them warmer warmer months, and um, it was really good. Yeah, that seems to be um, the best time to target them. If you want success, uh, I normally tell people to start chasing around November, December, and, you know, put in a good effort. So you're obviously fishing the right time, and the same rules apply as far as Sydney goes, as well as Newcastle, it seems. Yeah, that's right. Like in the Hunter River there, you can catch dew absolutely uh, all year round, absolutely. But um, it just seems to be that um, those smaller fish between about 70 up to about 95, those school dew, um, they'll come on really good in the in the river um, from about November, uh, December on in those, uh, in those warmer months. But of course, you know, you can catch them um, all year round if you put the time in. Well, I basically, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I basically called called you to say, "Hey, man, let's do a let's do a podcast." And you said, "What are we going to talk about?" And I just said, "Let's just go with the flow and see where it, where it's going to lead us." But it, it seems to be leading into this um, estuary Mulloway type of podcast. So uh, I think we're just going to follow the bouncing ball and and let's let's delve more into this, or uh, well, let's dive more into this into this uh, topic now. <laughs> I, I just love it, and every time I every time I start a conversation with someone, or someone starts one with me, it always ends up leading to jewfish for some reason. I don't I don't know why, but look, they're an iconic species. I know that people seem to think that the barramundi is the iconic Australian, um, you know, species that that sort of represents us. But you know, I'm, I'm starting to think more more on the southern end of Australia or the bottom end of Australia, bottom half. I reckon it's uh, definitely got to be the Mulloway. That is the um, that is the jewel of um, of Australian waters, in my opinion. I, I think they are far outweigh um, a species like the barramundi. Yeah, I think for me, um, the jewfish is is a really epic um, 
fish to catch, you know, like um, it doesn't matter whether you get them on the beaches or whether you get them in the river or on the, on the, um, the inshore reefs. Um, they certainly are a, uh, a special fish. They're like a really addictive fish to chase. And for me also, um, chasing big snapper is, is another thing um, that is really, really addictive. And, um, you know, if you've got a boat, both those species are such special uh, fish. And they're, you know, they're accessible to just sort of everybody who's got a boat, really. You know, anyone can go and chase a Jew, anyone can go and chase a snapper. But they're just both magnificent um, fish to catch. Yeah, I think... Uh... Here in Sydney, like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, land based locations they can get them as well. But mate, look, what's your uh, okay? I'm going to ask you this question: What is your one secret that you're willing to give up for this for this podcast? Uh, that one tip that might make the difference um, to someone chasing their first jewfish to give them a bit of success. Well, if I if I had to um, sort of give you one thing, Dave, in the Hunter River. Um, one thing that works really well for me is live bait. So what I tend to do in the Hunter River is I know in the Hawkesbury that I watch guys all the time on YouTube and different things, and they seem to catch them down there really well on squid in the Hawkesbury and butterfly um, dead yellowtail and things like that. Um, but I don't have seem to have a lot of success uh, on that kind of thing in the Hunter River. What really works for me um, is, is using live bait, uh, whether it's live yellowtail or, live tailor um that just seems to be my one go-to confidence kind of bait uh when i'm fishing and um, i just love live bait live live yellow tail for me uh i can i've caught over a thousand jewfish in my career over the last 20 or so years i started chasing them in 1998 it's 2021 now so whatever that is 21 22 years whatever my maths is pretty poor uh but yeah if you're um for the guys that have caught a lot of fish, you know, they're not too impressed with those 70 to 80 centimetre sizes. They, they, everyone's always after that metre plus fish. Uh, but if you want consistent catches, yellowtail, live yellowtail is definitely the way to go. And I don't really do much live baiting off the beach with yellowtail, uh, but I need to get into that a little bit more. What, what's normally turned, turned me off it is when, when you're going down to the beach and you've got to walk, walk with all your gear, from the car, then you've got to keep them alive. You've got to keep doing water changes. That That's kind of been the one thing that turns me off. So uh, if you've got a Jew fishing buddy that can help you out with that, that's always an advantage. But, you know, more recently I've started fishing with, you know, with a couple of guys. But, you know, for the last, as I said, 20 years, you know, I've been doing all my beach fishing um, basically on my own. So it's always been fresh yellowtail fillets or, or squid strips for the beaches. But when it comes to the beaches, estuary or anything, uh 100% your consistency is going to lie with those live yellowtail um even more so um you may get bigger fish on on those on those squid and all that sort of stuff um but it's not to say that the other baits don't work if you've got no other alternatives you're obviously going to opt for squid and uh dead baits and strips and things like that but you can't pass up the opportunity to put a big live tailor uh, the sacrifice that you're making there is you might miss the smaller fish. Uh, you know, like, you know, legal size for Taylor in New South Wales is, uh, for those that are listening interstate um, or that are, that are outside of New South Wales, legal Taylor in New South Wales is 30 centimetres. So, you know, you're not allowed to use a 20 centimetre Taylor um, legally uh, or you'll cop a fine if they get you. And um, so, you know, when you're putting on 31 or 35 centimetre Taylor, 
you know, even a small Jewfish can smash them, but usually they don't. And if you do get a run, it's either going to be <laughs> a bigger, a bigger mulloway or a stingray. Um, so yeah, and they don't tend to live too long. You know, you got to sort of, you know, you got to have all the stars aligned to keep a, a good sized tailor alive on your hook. Uh, if you're fishing land based from a boat, it's a bit easier to keep them alive on the hook. So, um, but yeah, definitely for consistency, uh, consistently speaking, 70 to 90 centimeters, you reckon it's 95. Fair enough. I'll go with you on that one. Um, live yellow tail will definitely get you more fish out of Botany Bay, Port Hacking and, um, and, the, and the adjoining rivers and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but you reckon you're getting them up to 95 centimeters consistently in the, in the hunted. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, live yellow tail are awesome for Jew um, anywhere, really. And um, live tail are awesome as well. Even even slimy mackerel, you know, like if you can catch them, uh, really great for Jew. Um, but uh, I used to do a lot of uh, live baiting when I was younger. And what we would do is um, we were concentrating on the lower reaches of the Hunter River, fishing in off the deep um, ledges where they dredged the harbour. And uh, we were fishing in about 55 feet of water. And um, we used to use... Um, big yellowtail back then and um, big tailor. And um, yeah, we've caught a lot of really big fish, like 30 pound, 40 pound, 50 pound, uh, 55 pound fish uh, on live yellowtail and, and live tailor. So those, those big Jew as well, um, particularly in those deeper areas of the, uh, of the Hunter river, they will like love big yellowtail and tailor. They'll just hook them. Um, so I, really for me, I guess it depends on where you're kind of fishing in the river. Like lately, what I've been doing is I've been fishing um, up on a big sort of like plateau in the river where it comes out of deeper water and it comes up into like about 32 feet. I've been catching all my school dew in. So I think it kind of like there must be some sort of connection between the kind of like the depth of water you're fishing and sometimes um, the size of fish you're catching. But those school dew, they, they love that, you know, 25 feet to 32 feet and, and um, a lot of bigger fish are coming out of that you know, 45 to 55 foot of water. So I'm not sure, Dave, but there's some sort of connection there with, with depth and what's going on there. Yeah, I, I tend to get them in deeper water. Um, it's not to say that you can't catch them in shallow water. And there's, you know, obviously it all, it all depends where you're fishing. But but lately, so let's just say in the last year or two, um, have you heard of any, like, bigger fish, uh, bigger jewfish coming out of the Newcastle area? Like, what Oh, was the... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you'll... You know, quite regularly, um, particularly on Stockton Beach there, you know, you'll hear um, quite often really consistent reports of fish, uh, 25 kilo, 30 kilo, uh, 35 kilo. And, wow. Uh, and, you know, and, and 40 kilo fish. You know, it's not unusual in a year to um, have quite a number of my mates, you know, like and guys I've spoken to, you know, they'll hit big fish on the beach still. You know, 40 kilo, 35, 30 kilo. And you'll get the odd really big fish in the uh, in the Hunter River. You'll see them um, even even off Stockton Breakwater still. You know, you'll hear quite often of uh, 30 kilo fish, you know, like caught through the year there. So there are still some um, really, really, really big fish in the Hunter River and some really big fish get out on that Stockton Beach, particularly in the winter. Um, even though we do, uh, there's a lot of um, intense commercial netting activity in the Hunter River, which really sort of knocks the dew around there. They catch on average between six to seven ton, unbelievably, of, of dew um, wow. on a river netting. Um, but if you put the time in, you can still catch uh, some really good dew in, in the area that I uh, I live in. So these guys catching these big fish, they must be keeping it quiet on social media, are they? 
Yeah, yeah, some of the guys are, um, you know, like, you know, Jew fishing seems to be that one <laughs> kind of like fishing as opposed to everything else where it is this secret society, man. <laughs> it, guys take it really serious. You know, I, you know, as you know, Dave, I do a YouTube channel and um, I kind of do that because I enjoy it. And I've been doing that for about the last year or so. Um, but, mate, I've had guys I know. You get threatened. Mate, I, I've, I've, guys I know and respect as fishermen and who are, that's what they do. They just, all they do is they chase you. They chase them on lures on the beach. They chase them in the river. They chase them off the breakwaters. And, mate, I've had guys confront me face to face and get up me. <laughs> um, you know, for, so for let's... doing to do, doing jew fishing videos and for showing guys how to catch jew and and yeah, quite to me face, you know. Yeah. So it's a secret society, man. It can get a little hairy at times. Uh, what what what's funny with me when I'm fishing on a beach by myself and you know I've got these few little locations. I don't want anyone to pull up next to me. Um, and I used to be a bit more like this. I'm not not as not as bad as what I once was, but guys would be coming up and. You know, if they look sort of like they're, you know, 25, 20, like 20, around that 25 year old sort of, you know, thing, I'll take my hat off, I'll put my hoodie on, um, you know, I'll cover my mouth sort of thing. And um, I'll just try to sort of, you know, if they walk over, I'll pretend I'm, I'm sort of washing something in the, in the wash there so that I don't have to sort of confront them or say hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, you fully embraced the society. That you <laughs> I used to be like that then. Blokes are coming, they go, do you have a, like, you know, guys would ask, have you got a YouTube channel? Like, you know, I think I've seen you on, on videos. Uh, you know, and I don't like lying. I go, I think you've got the wrong bloke, mate. You know, I'll just throw something out there like that. Um, trying to try to be nice. Um, but, you know, guys, there are some guys that are inexperienced. You know, you've been, you know, sometimes you, you plonk up. You've been sitting there for two hours, two and a half hours just to get that one bite on the beach. You know, next thing you know, a few guys pull up, you know, they, they don't really have that... Um, that decency or, or they just don't understand that if they cast their line over you and you get that fish, um, you know, you're going to lose the fish because, because they don't know what they're doing. And, um, you know, it's like, well, I've just, I've gone to the effort of catching, but I've gone to the effort of dragging everything down from the car down to the beach. And now you're going to go and cast over the top of my line. And, you know, if I do get that run, I'm going to lose a fish because of you. Well, I'd rather just avoid the situation. So, uh, you know, and sometimes there's also that side current situation as well. Blokes don't understand how the how the water's moving around, but um, you know, look, it's it it is uh it is a secret society. Um, but there's more and more more and more information has gotten out on the social media. A lot of the spots have been given up. There is no such thing as a perfect spot. There's no spot for any type of fishing that produces 100% of the time. It's not as if you could I could give you a spot right now and you'd go and catch a jewfish tonight. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So what, um, but just come I'll back. tell you a story, Dave, we're on the, while we're on the track of YouTube and fishing and technique. Just one, I'll, just, just, just a quick one, Dave, what's your, just for the, for the listeners, can you tell them your YouTube channel and then go into, uh, go into yeah, what you you're going to say? You can catch me on, uh, on YouTube, um, at Ausfish, A-U-S-S-F-I-S-H. So you can go and have a look at my YouTube channel at Ausfish. Um, you can check out my, uh, Instagram channel uh just a dave rudder d-a-v-e-r-u-d-d-e-r but i'll tell you a funny little story dave which kind of links in towards youtube um jew fishing on the beach at stockton which i've been getting into heavily lately and um yeah also technique yep so what what happened was i've been um doing a lot of beach fishing you know like trying to, to work out how to catch jew on the beach over the last uh 
over the last four months or so, you know, like four or five months. And because funnily enough, I grew up on Stockton, surfed all my life, been in the ocean all my life, a professional fish. I've surfed in the ocean all my life, grew up in Stockton and um, fished all over. But because I surfed the beach all the time, hardcore, I never fished it. I just surfed it. But lately I've been getting right into beach fishing, which I really love. It's such a beautiful, uh, magnificent environment. But so one of the techniques that I've been using on the beaches, and I got this from the West Australian guys, is I've been using a six-inch grapple sinker um, on the bottom of my rig, coming up to about a metre 20 um, of, of, uh, of leader, um, up to a heavy Shogun three-way swivel. And the reason why I've been using a, a metre 20 is um, between up to the Shogun swivel is because I want to get up in the water column a little bit uh, on the beach because the, the dew are up just a little bit um, off the bottom, you know, up and down in the water column on the beach. And then I've been using um, like a, uh, a dropper coming off the uh, three-way swivel of about, I don't know, 30 to 40 centimetres, like a Paternoster rig. And I've been using uh, double J hooks. And um, what I've been doing is I've been having a big heavy setup sitting in a two-metre PVC pipe. Then I've had a tailor rod out. Um, with gang hooks and pillies and a, and a big buck, 20 litre bucket of water behind me. And I've been catching live tailor on the tailor rod, immediately putting him into the bucket of water. And then I've been, as soon as I catch a tailor, I've been pinning it onto that um, double J hook rig on that Paternoster rig. And I've been just belting it out in front of me, putting it in a two metre um, PVC pipe and using a fair bit of drag to get the hooks in when the, uh, when the fish strikes a tailor. So one day I was fishing there. I had my system going beautifully. There were tailor in front of me. I was catching tailor, put him in the bucket. I belted a tailor out, and within 10 minutes, the rod just slammed down, and I caught a nice dew about 75 centimetres. Anyway, um, got him on video, and um, I let him go. And there was a young guy down the beach who was throwing lures for dew, and he saw me catch this dew and let it go. And then um, I kept fishing, and about 15 minutes later, it must have been too much for him, and he packed up his rod put it in his car and he walked up to me and he said to me, oh, how you going, mate? You know, like, you caught a Jew? I said, yeah, yeah, how you going? Just caught a Jew and let him go. He goes, mate, I've been watching your videos on YouTube. They're sick, mate. And I said to him, oh, yeah, yeah. I went, how you going? You know, what's your name? And he said, oh, Brandon's my name. And I said, and I had a big, I just caught a big tailor. So I let that Jew go, had a big tailor, threw it out on the heavy rod again. I had, a, I had the tailor rod in my hand again. And I said to Brandon, hey, listen, man, I said, I've got a big dog tailor out on that heavy outfit. I said, if it goes off, I said, grab that rod. So anyway, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. So you wouldn't believe it. Three minutes later, me and him are just talking, you know, like about fishing. I've got the tailor rod in my hand. I look across at the heavy outfit and the tailor is freaking out. And I said to him, mate, if that rod goes off, just grab it. Mate, next minute, the rod in a two-meter PVC pipe goes flat to the water. I said, grab that rod, mate, grab that rod. So he's grabbed it. I said, hit the fish. So he's hit it and he's got him on. And then what he did was he walked over to me and tried to give me the rod. And I said, no, no, bro, that's your fish, mate. So I wound my tailor rod in. Anyway, we got that fish. It was a nice fish about, oh, he might have been about 85, maybe 90 on a live tailor. And um, it was just the trippiest thing, you know, like I caught two Jew on that system within half an hour. And, um, yeah, that was the first uh, Jew that that guy had ever caught on a live bait. Um, off the beach. Only a young fella, you know, in his early 20s, but he was stoked. But yeah, it's a, it's a funny story in relation to how uh, about YouTube, how he knew me from that, uh, the technique of a grapple sinker up to a three-way swivel, like, like a Paternoster rig, 
and just catching live tail and immediately deploy them, deploying them back out uh, into the surf. And why it worked so well that day was because in front of me there was um, really nice schools of um, smaller tailor, just undersized and just legal in front of me. And the Jew, uh, when the tailor are like that on the beach uh, in front of you, usually the Jew are right with those tailors. So uh, funny story, but, it, but a great technique, and that works really well for me on the beach. Um, we did have some technical uh, issues there. I, I don't know how it's going to come out, but we'll just leave that recording. But that was fine. Uh, but yeah, man, coming back to that, yeah, it's it's always funny when you're seeing people that recognise you. But you've got a look, man. You've got a good you've got a good YouTube channel with a lot of good content on there. Um, so that's obviously probably your you know for the beach, you'd go the live tailor method, as you're saying. Uh, when when those tailor are around and they're available, and in the say in the estuaries or the rivers then you go for, you're opting for yellowtail, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yellowtail and tailor, because there's so many, um, in the Hunter River, there are just thousands and thousands, tons of tailor. And the Jew, you know, love those tailor as well. So tailor are really good bait as well. Why I like yellowtail is they're, in your live bait tank, they're just so hardy. It's just exactly hard to kill, hard yep. to kill a yellowtail. You know, they're, they're just an incredible, <laughs> incredible fish, you know. Like, as you know, Dave, it's hard to kill a yellowtail. I know you've tried in very deep yeah. water. I want to tell kill. I want to tell that story. Can I tell that story? How tough? I've got to tell you guys how tough yellowtail are, okay? Um, a few years ago, I was on my brother's boat. We went out to uh, Browns Mountain. For those that don't know Browns Mountain, it's about 40 k's offshore of Sydney. Um, real deep water. I think it comes up to 400 metres. If you get to the bottom, it's 450 metres or something like that. Don't quote me on the... It's just really, really bloody deep, okay? So anyway, so we had all these live yellowtail and we chucked one down because uh, you're going for these blue-eyed cod and these gemfish. So one went, one went down on the rig, and he went all the way down, and he was down there for about half an hour or so. We finished off the drift. We brought it up, and then we went to go back and do another drift. So this fish, we pulled it up, and it was, it was still alive. So that we dropped it down again, okay? As we've done that second drift, we dropped it down again. Half an hour later, he's come back up, went all the way down 400 or 450 metres, if not 500 metres, because you've got to let out a lot of line because of the drift. And we've brought him back up. And at that point of the day, we're just about to wrap it up. And with, you know, we brought him up. It was still alive. And we thought, let's let it go. Let's see if it starts swimming. He was a bit, um, how do I say it? He was a little bit fucked, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, and he was swimming off. But I thought to myself, man, if something comes past, this is going to get an easy lunch. Because he was worn out. But, man, that, that was one tough yellow towel. And most of them are like that. As long as you can keep changing the water with the aerator that's that's the main thing um pumping air into the uh into a bucket of water without changing it with with a few yellowtail in there it's not going to work that's why in a boat when you've got the live bait well it's all it's consistently pumping fresh water in that's what's going to keep those fish alive that's what a lot of guys um that's a little bit of a tip for the guys that don't understand what's going because as they uh swim around they suck up all the oxygen and they also release nitrogen and uh, if you don't you can't get rid of the nitrogen you just got to keep replace replenishing that water uh, for them to stay alive but once once one of them die you'll usually see that all of them die in a bucket if you haven't changed the water so that's a little bit of a tip there too dave but um yeah that was a, that was a hardy yellowtail that yellowtail but um toughest yeah. i've ever seen toughest i've ever but that was that was i'm not even i don't know who's the who's the best fighter on the planet at the moment i don't know mate but like that, <laughs> he that had was a tough yellowtail he had more gas than conor mcgregor that's for sure um <laughs> he did yeah, so uh, basically, yeah, no, it was so I, I just I just couldn't believe it because you think of all that pressure on it down down there in the depths, um, you know, a human couldn't survive that. 
But then again, what do I know about how they work? And, you know, you pull up a snapper out of 20 metres of water and, you know, they're, they're semi-stuffed um, with their air bladders and that. So that's what kind of got surprised me about that one. But in any case, uh, let's let's move on. Uh, I'll tell you, Dave, like on the beach, just if anyone's interested in beach fishing, because I'm OCD, OCD by nature, you know, like uh, when I'm going to go and do something, I kind of get right into it. So I kind of, I'm a, I'm a systems guy when I'm fishing. I believe in like a... Uh, developing a system and, and sort of like um, utilising that system. And I'm a little bit flexible in that system. But what I've been doing on the beach is the way I fish on the beach is um, I'll carry three rods down to the beach and um, my bucket, my gear and that sort of thing like that. So what I do first is I've been buying this um, really nice uh, brine squid, like arrow squid, which are a perfect length for beach fishing. And they're kind of brine, so they never really freeze in the freezer, but they're just an incredible. But I think the, uh, they're called U-fish. A company up here that um, does lots of different bait like that. They brine it. So the first thing I do, Dave, is I, I come down, I pre-rig all my rigs at home and put them into plastic resealable bags. So everything that I have is, is pre-manufactured at home. So I don't have to muck around about, you know, like uh, to save time on the beach. So I immediately come to the beach and what I do is I take my heavy outfit and I use like a running sinker rig, like a star sinker rig with the double J hooks. And I just get one of the, the squid. And what I do is I peel the, uh, the flaps off him and the skin off him to make him really white to stand out. And I just immediately belt him out straight out to where I'm fishing in, in, the, in my PVC pipe, set the drag. So I'm fishing for dew within five minutes of arriving. Then, of course, what I do is I turn around with a bucket of water and I try to catch a, um, a live uh, tailor. And then I have the grapple sinker rig is sitting there like um, already pre-rigged out of the package immediately ready to, to, uh, to tie onto my rod. And the moment that I catch a live yellowtail, I mean, sorry, the moment that I catch a live tailor, I just wind the squid in and I just swap over to a live tailor and I just, um, I built that um, straight out. And that's um, kind of like how I've been fishing like that. And then the only other flexible thing I do in that system is quite often on Stockton Beach, you'll catch tail that are too big to throw um, on, as oh, yeah. live baits. You know, they'll, they'll get up to, like 40 centimetres and 40 centimetres plus. So what I do there is that, um, like, I just, um, I knock a fillet off them um, straight away and sort of halve that fillet so I've got a longer, thinner sort of strip of tailor. I trim the top end of the bait a little bit so to cut down the spinning in the surf. So it's really like a big, long finger of tailor. Whack that straight onto them double J hooks and I'll I'll belt that straight out in front of me. And that's another fantastic... Um, another fantastic bait for uh for Jew like uh, so that's the sort of system I'm utilizing and it works really well for me squid first live tailor out on that um paternoster rig then if the baits are too big I immediately go to a a strip bait um I have uh, tried big tailor heads and I know you're a fan of big tailor heads and yellow tailed heads but um what I've been doing is using the, the really fresh tailor strips which work really well on the beach that's my kind of system I'm a systems guy well, that's that's it. That's also keeping a bait in the water, um, you know. And you, whilst you're trying to catch Taylor, you know, if there's none around and you don't have a bait in the water, the jewies might have already passed through. So, you know, then you've missed the bite. But with what you're doing with that brine squid, um, you know, by having that bait in the water, there's always a chance that if they are coming through as soon as you get there, um, you know, you're always a chance to get the fish first. Um, but you know, that, that's how it is. Sometimes you spend four or five hours on a beach. Um, you know, and there's only ever really, 
at max maybe 20 minutes or half an hour of a bite time in most cases on a beach when you're getting a bite. So it's very, we said in a previous podcast, it's very rare. Um, it's very rare that you're going to get one of those sessions where it's just mull away after mull away after mull away. Um, I've, I've had that once in my life in the last 20, 20 odd years. Um, I've only seen that where we were catching basically mull away, Taylor, shovel, no sharks. There was just everything in the hole that night. I've, yeah. on, I've only ever seen that once in my life. So, um, yeah, I, one of the best things I saw, I used to do a lot of fishing off the breakwater, um, you know, for Jew when I was younger and live baiting, you know, like predominantly with uh, Yellowtail and Taylor and we'd be live baiting out there. And one night I was on the end of the Stockton breakwater there um, with two other guys who were really good Jew fishermen. And we all had it. We used to be trolley warriors. We used to have our trolleys, <laughs> our batteries, <laughs> our 12 volt batteries. And, you know, we'd have our trolleys and our, you know, big live bait tanks and, and all our rod holders and our rods and our, you know, our 35 foot gaffs for the end of the breakwater and that. We used to call ourselves, we were the trolley warriors. <laughs> and uh, at, at stock and breakwater, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a status thing, you know, like the, the better trolley you've got, the better it's set up with all you, and we used to have lights and everything on them. And, you know, that's the go. If you've got a trolley, like you're the man, an awesome trolley, you're the man. Um, <laughs> but one, one night I was out there on the end of stock and breakwater, what happens is um, particularly on those bigger tides, we used to get out there and catch all our liveies and, and, um, when the tide runs in there at Stockton Breakwater, it really slams into the end of the breakwater there. So it's really difficult to fish off the end of the breakwater in a massive big run in tide. So all we used to do is we used to go to the side of the breakwater and just throw one rod out. And then we would wait on the end of the breakwater for the turn of the tide and, and then until it just started to run out, which is awesome off the breakwater. And We'd be there with our trolleys and lights and the boys, boys would be drinking Woodstocks, you know, and, you know, smoking various cigarettes and things like this, you know, and um, <laughs> we, we would wait. Well, we would, we would go to the end of the break, constantly look at the water and we'd have all our liveys and everything rigged up, ready to go. And the moment that tide turned, we would deploy like two rods each and a big cone off the end of the breakwater. And one night I was there and we caught 13 dew like that night between us, all fish between um about 70 centimeters up to about 95s and we caught those fish in about a two and a half hour period um so that was a, a pretty epic night um off the end of the uh, breakwater there with 13 fish in a very small window and when, when they're there um they'll, they'll be there in numbers so um yeah you, you can see at times some incredible fishing but like you say dave dew fishing is it just takes patience, perseverance, dedication. And, mate, what I do when I go dew fishing, if I just sting one dew, mate, at back at the boat ramp, I'm happy. That's right. You get so many donuts, you know. Well, that's it. You know, like I think the best session that I've had was about two, two or three years ago, um, and it still wasn't even dark. It was. I remember it was in summer, but we got um, – well, I got 20 – I got 20 fish in the space of an hour, hour and a half. It got to the point I just got sick of, you know, I just got sick of it. Like I just couldn't try to, because at the end of the day, I don't want to let these fish go if they're, if they're going to die. Like, so I was getting double hookups because I had two rods out and, and I was getting one and then the other rods buckling over and caused the drags tight. I didn't want it to, to fling in and, and all this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, you do get those odd days. That, that was just an estuary session in Botany Bay, that one. But, um, but yeah, man, like it, it really is. Uh, and, and when you think you've got it worked out, you can go the next day and catch absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's right. That's so that's right. But no, look, all, uh, all this has um, been real good information, man. But look, I just, well, let, I've got to wrap this up. 
uh, because my wife's trying to call on the phone, which I'm recording you on. So what, what we'll do is let's get everyone to go to your YouTube channel so they can see your videos. Okay. It's Ausfish, A-U-S-S-F-I-S-H. Is yeah, that right? A, yeah. A-U-S-S-F-I-S-H. Or my Instagram channel at Dave Rudder, D-A-V-R, D-A-V-E-R-U-D-D-E-R. And, um, yeah, I've got some, um, some kind of like cool fishing out of Newcastle um, on the YouTube channel. And, um, yeah, it's worth a look. You've got some awesome content there, man. And I especially, uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast where we spoke about these, uh, uh, the last time we, uh, we spoke to Dave, uh, he was talking about his snapper on, uh, on deep divers, uh, trolling deep divers. So, uh, Go have a look at that. Go have a listen to the podcast and go on his channel and watch those videos. Uh, but look, man, um, it's been awesome talking to you, bro. Uh, let's catch up soon um, and keep us updated with your fishing escapades. All right, Dave. It's great to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that's the show for today. Tight lines. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Head over to Dave's YouTube channel as well, Ozfish, uh, and do all the like, sharing, subscribing, blah, blah, blah. And tight lines. This is the Dave Austin Fishing Podcast. Hope you have a great day. Stay stay safe, Australia.